This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It is 7 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. Checking the weather. Patchy morning fog, otherwise partly sunny and warm, turning less humid this afternoon. Beautiful day coming up. 83 for the high. Like I said, less humid. Tonight, mostly clear, comfortable, low of 63, then mostly sunny tomorrow with a high of 84. On Wednesday, partly to mostly sunny with a high of 84 again. So, yeah, the next three days, and it goes on after that, looks good. But the next three days are going to be really, really nice, which is very, very good. Nice. Cloudy and 64 now, high of 83, and much less humid uh, later on today. Uh, just some headlines kicking off the show. I love this headline, The Laziest Time for Workers. Um, Monday through Friday between 9 and 5, right? Uh, it's not Monday morning. No? That's what it says. Huh. By the way, the laziest time for work is when they get into radio. Okay? Laziest sons of bitches I've ever known have been in radio. That's been my whole career. Okay, I'm trying to think what would be the laziest time. Maybe like either a Friday because you're finishing up the week or middle of the week Wednesdays always seem just kind of bleak. I don't understand something. How do you get lazy when you're being paid to do a job? If you're being paid for it, how do you get lazy once you earn the money? You've right? never felt lazy about a job. This is radio. It's pretty hard to be lazy sitting bullshitting with people on a microphone. But, like, you've never you've felt lazy about stuff. No, I really haven't. Like, a jo- like you're not feeling it. You're tired. Oh, I'm tired, but it's not a lazy thing. I still do the job. And I don't know. Maybe, the, the, maybe they misuse the word lazy here. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to read the article. Let's be honest, no one is operating at peak efficiency all week long. There are some lulls. No, no, I agree with that. There are lulls, but that's not laziness. Yeah. There are lulls. Uh, Monday morning is, uh, is one of them, but it is not when workers are the laziest. A new study used computers to determine when workers are the most and least productive. They looked at metrics like typing speed, typing errors, mouse activity, and it was comprehensive. The data was from almost 800 workers over the course of two years. In the end, they found that workers are the laziest and least productive in the office on Friday afternoon, which probably makes sense because you want to get the hell out of there for the weekend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Mondays are also on the lower end. Uh, they're not the, the, as lazy as Friday afternoon, but Mondays. So in other words, when you're getting into the week, it sucks. And when you're leaving the week, it sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy you got a job you love. Listen, everything ebbs and flows. You can't be at 100% all the time always. I love the way you said that. You can't be at 100% all the time. You can't open your mouth every time you want to say something. Palomino. A perfect example right there. I thought you were Dean Martin for a second. You can't be all the time always. Well, Pally, I was talking to the guy. Guys. I was laying on my floor in my den with Richard Jennings, and then he looked down at me. Richard <laughs> Jennings. Is that who's who that Richard is? Jennings? Isn't, wasn't Richard Jennings one of the guys he used to drink with? I probably screwed that up. I out. don't know, but I thought it was a funny story. Joey Bishop. That's who I'm, I don't know why I said. Oh, who's Richard Jennings? Richard Jennings. Jennings. That, that sounds. Well, you're almost know, Kenny Jennings. Yeah. Ken Jennings was, isn't that Ken the. Ken Jennings, uh, yeah. Jeopardy guy? That is, yeah. I, mean, I gotta look it up because now Richard Jennings is on the mind. I know he's a guy, isn't he? He's got it's somebody famous. I don't know why he would have got into my psyche if I hadn't, but I Richard was... Jennings. Uh, he's an actor. For oh, sure. he is. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely an actor. Uh, Peter Jennings. You got what's the one other one you just mentioned? Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It all works out in you. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, this will kind of tie into something that I noticed yesterday. People's names. Uh huh. I don't think. Parents are as good at 
giving good names to their children as they used to be. Why? I'll give you a couple examples when we find out who Richard Jennings is. Yeah. It, it Let's sounds see. famous. Yeah, sounds Richard famous. Jennings. He was, known, he was in a couple of movies. Uh, Born to Race, Modern Love, My Sweet Misery. Looks like he's got a couple of like TV credits as well. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I must have known this guy from, it looks like maybe American Playhouse. Because I remember watching that when I was a kid. American Playhouse, uh, 1986. Yeah, anyway. But Richard Jennings. Anyway, brilliant actor. One of the best thespians of our day. Everybody yeah. knows Obviously, Richard Everybody Jen- knows Richard Dick Jennings. Dick Jennings? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dick You're going to want to hang out with him. Way back. No question about it, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm sitting around yesterday kind of uh, doing some, th- some of this, some of that. I went for long walks, had a really wonderful time. Then I watched a little television. Do people not pay attention when they're naming their children, do you think? I mean... There's a lot going on usually, so I could see something. I, I'm scared to defend this person. What what did they name their kid? Just okay, tell so me. this is from a uh, um, a true crime series. I don't even know what's on, but it's a true crime series. So it's I mean the guy does a good job, but his last name is H O L E S Holes. Okay. And his first name is Paul. You named your kid P Holes, really? P Holes, Paul mm-hmm. Holes. Why don't you just go with A Holes? What a, you know, that might have been better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, wouldn't you? I, sorry, but I wouldn't name my kid P-Holes if my last name was Holes. Well, we had a nurse that was really worried for us when we named our kiddo Margot Francis Arneson. She thought our name had started, our last name started with an R. And she goes, well, just a heads up, you don't want her initials to be MFR. And I was like, so like, we had somebody looking out for us. I like that, actually. Like... Yeah. I, I, and I was one of those things where I didn't even realize, like, there was a lot going on. So you're like, oh, wait, should we start really thinking? So I was like writing it down, seeing the initials, what would it be, all this MF-er. stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> MFR was not what she was going mm-hmm. for. Why would you think Arneson started with an R? I think though? she just saw her name quick and she was like clarifying and like doing mm. it very nicely. I had just had her. So she was like, just double checking, like, what's the last name? And oh, okay. You know, like, I. Because we were sitting here going, well, is, do we want Mar- Francis, all this stuff? So I think there's a lot. I think you can skip things. I wouldn't think of P-Holes for Paul Holes. Well, if you, but if he wrote it down, a lot of people like T. Bernard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P-Holes. P-Holes for sure. But the one, and look, I mean, I, this, this might be something that very few people know about, but that picture yesterday. For the, and by the way, Twins with a hell of a victory yesterday. That was That's nice. what I hear. I watched the entire game, as a matter of fact. They did a, a really nice job coming back and winning that game. It's ex- at the last, well, we'll hear about it with Bob yeah, bottom and you. of the ninth. Yeah, that's exciting. Bottom of the ninth, they came back and won the game, but the uh, pitcher, his last name is Keichel. Mm. Does that word mean anything to the two of you? The first syllable might have, might be hard on the ears for that's some people, but yeah. Wh- that's where it comes from, yeah. is the word Keichel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what Keichel means in Yiddish is circle, because when, when people who were not Jewish came to the United States, and they didn't know how to speak or write English. They just had them put an X down, which would I signify, I guess, the fact that they were Christian. Yeah. It was a cross. And mm-hmm. It was an X, actually, but they looked at it as a cross. Okay. So then when the Jews came in, uh, they, if they weren't Christian, they had them put a circle, a zero. Okay. Instead of because it would, I don't know why we had to know what religion people were. I have no idea why that. But... Um, Circle and in Yiddish, that's pronounced keikel. Okay, that's where the shortened version of that word came along to refer to in a negative way to Jews. Oh, right, mm. 
But have we, for, have we forgotten about that part of history? I don't know. If I, I don't know if I keep the last name Keiko if I was named You know Keiko, what, though? It you know? really does take the sting out of it when a racist calls a Jewish person that name now. Because every time I hear that, I'm just going to go, you just called him a circle. Big deal. Yeah, yeah. called him a circle. Called him a circle. Yeah, What's the difference? Know. I'd love it if somebody called me a circle. You've been a square for so long. So, yeah, you oh. took it, you son of a bitch. You took it. Yep. <laughs> It yes. all works out in the end. But yes, crosses and circles and we get nicknames and people get called bad things. And it just I I don't know if they referred to other immigrants as a shortened version of a circle or a crow crow, I guess, would be cross, which doesn't mean much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought you know, and I made the guy probably doesn't even know what his name if his name means circle. Maybe he does, maybe he does, but that's one of those things where he's like, well, it's my, it's, yeah, it's birth my name. grandpa's name, it's my dad's name, and we've got a long history with it. And you know they hilarious? Just, hmm. You just gave me two reasons to change my name. Well, there you, well you didn't. Because of my grandfather and my father. But you didn't. Oh, I got to tell you something. This is kind of cool, actually. But it upset some people in the family, which is unfortunate. As I told you, my, uh, my dearest aunt, and I look, I liked all my aunts, don't get me wrong, but Marianne and I were very, very close, and I'm so happy I saw her just before she died, but her obituary came out, and it said in there, when she was 20 years old, she moved in with her sister-in-law, Toots, and her family, and lived with them for a while, didn't even mention her own brother. Oh. <laughs> Which I thought was very cool, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Robert, my father, Bob, was oh, her oldest yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just love the fact That's she didn't fine. even mention him. Yeah. If you're paying by the word, you're like, which people right. can you omit right. out of this? It's not going to oh, really right. make a big deal, yeah. I wish you guys could have met her because she was one sweet human being. very smart, very nice, always kind to people. She, she, we lost a lot when we lost her, man. There's no Aww. doubt about it. What are you going to do? But in any case, so now look at the education that people have gotten in the first 10 minutes of this show. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I stepped up, <laughs> opened my mouth a yeah, little you bit did. less. You, you certainly did. Um, I don't know why this would have made the national news. I'm assuming something either went really well or really poorly. Because the headline is, a mom asked a couple to swap seats at Barbie so her kid could sit with her. How does that make national news... Uh, I haven't clicked on it yet. Well, uh, obviously, there was somebody freaked out, right? Why? Because people are insane. If somebody came over and said, hey, could you move one seat down? I'd go, oh, no, we can't. Oh, God. That's I'll be honest. I would, if it, I would say, like, I would be willing to switch with somebody, maybe, but I'm not going to just move to somebody's seat because everybody has designated seats. So soon somebody's going to come in and go, hey, that's my yeah, spot and you're going to mm -hmm. be moving around like crazy. So I'd even be willing to be like, let's wait till the movie starts and we can figure this out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because you're right. You could be sitting in someone else's seat. That's yeah. true. And then it's going to be a whole thing and then I'm going to yeah. have anxiety every time somebody comes in and be like, are they going to, oh, no. Oh, yeah. oh. It, it happened at Oppenheimer. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah, long story short, uh, so I, I, when we were in Portland, I went with Corolla and his guy Mike. Mm -hmm. And Mike August is a guy who does not give two shits about everybody else. He's funny in that way, but he basically he's like, "I got your tickets." I was like, "All right." So I waited in line to get beers and popcorn for everybody. They went into the theater. I walk in. Mike raises his hand. Hey, these are our seats. So I go and I sit down. As soon as I sit down, this guy taps me on the shoulder and goes. And that's my seat. I was uh, like, Mike, you son of a bitch. I was like, yeah, now you make it look like I'm the guy who I did that. I didn't. I hate that. Oh, it was awful. I was like, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah. So 
Do they do all assigned seats now at theaters? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And why do they do that? Well, I went to one, that one um, over in kind of like by Northeast, that old theater, Riverwalk or whatever. Anyways, they. Oh, they Riverview. Yeah, Riverview. Yeah, that's a good they one. They don't have assigned seats there. That, no, they do no. not. Um, but I think almost every other theater does. Okay, so here's the story. This is kind of like trying to uh, swap a middle seat for one in first class. Some guy posted on Reddit's uh, Am I the Asshole section. I didn't know that Reddit had an Am I the Asshole oh, yeah. section. Oh, yeah. Okay. This weekend after a mom asked him to switch seats in a movie theater, he and his girlfriend went to see Barbie on Friday, and he bought tickets early so they'd have good seats reserved. But when they got there, a woman and her six-year-old daughter were in their seats. He told the mom she was in the wrong spot, and she, and she was aware... She said that when she bought the tickets, there were only two left, one in the front row and one way in the back. So she was hoping they'd switch. So, Oh, so this is why it made the news, because she wanted this guy to sit way in up front, front or way in the back. Yeah. So you could have the comfortable, beautiful seats that I paid for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with the guy. This mm. woman's a pain in the ass. I would not. I, I, it's so wild to me that first off, you're going to gamble with you're not going to sit with your daughter. Right. Like, yeah. it, it, that's just... Yep. What? You don't need to go to Barbie that bad. It's not like a medical procedure that needs to get done. You wait ne next week. If yeah, you order your week. tickets mm -hmm. this yep. right now for next week, you'll get pristine spots. Um, he said no, that he wouldn't switch seats, told her it wasn't really his problem. But again, so he and his wife or girlfriend or whomever, he and his girlfriend, it says here, uh, couldn't sit together if they swap seats. Yeah. Want to be in the front way. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. I came to see this with my girlfriend. Yeah. So I understand. He claims he politely asked her to move. Then she told him he was uh, being rude and inconsiderate. Someone else overheard them and offered up their seats instead. So that was the end of it, or almost. After the movie, the guy's girlfriend told him he could uh, he should just have said fine, and that would have been the right thing to do. So now he's not sure if he was being a jerk. Or, no, you were not being a jerk. I would like to sit with my girl. And then the girlfriend criticized him. I don't mm -hmm. really understand that at all. Yeah. No, I, I bought these tickets so you and I could sit together and watch the movie. Now, the biggest mistake the guy made is he bought a ticket for himself to Barbie. That's the biggest mistake the guy made. Well, let me, let me ask you, did he buy the tickets for him and his girlfriend both? Uh, said, that's what it says here. Okay, yeah. because this is the type of stuff that drives me bonkers, is that this guy probably, I'm just speculating. Yeah, but, you are. Yes. I know it. But Certainly. The, but this guy probably, you know, busts his hump, buys the tickets, goes, br brings them out. Bust pays. his hump. Let me just lower that Bust bar a little hump. more. That's what I do every day. Not Jumps online, buys tickets. Okay. Busts his hump. No, I'm saying that. Sweats. What please. I mean is that he has a job Monday through Friday that he works hard for, then brings um. home the dough, and then probably before the show, he took her out and paid for drinks. But he still has to go sit through Barbie with her. Yes. Because there's not a chance in oh, hell. No, you guys have no idea. You are a first, huge idea. You're already yeah. speculating the food they ate before that he paid for the tickets and see that he doesn't want to see Barbie. Yeah, because that's what good radio people do. Did you, when, <laughs> we who speculate made, and make who made accusations. You, who made you go to Barbie? Nobody, but what I'm saying. So it's, but, it is a, it, there is a plausible world that a human male wanted to go see a movie. Yeah, but, Tom, let me ask you. You bring in, I would say, a majority of the dough into the, the family, right? 
Do you ever get a chance to go do any of the things that you want to go do, or is it mostly Catherine going, hey, by the way, we're going to this thing, and then you follow? Uh, that's pretty much the deal. See what I mean? He, that's what I'm saying. Pretty yeah, much. but have you met Tom? Do you think he's out there making plans, like, we're going to go here, <laughs> yeah. honey, and we're going to go here? Without Catherine, I'm sorry, you probably would be shut-ins. We shut-ins. I like it. Yeah. It works for me. Being a shut-in works for me. By the way, uh, we got Sandy coming up in a second here, but I do want to get back to Oppenheimer. Yeah. Because I didn't go to the movie in the theaters. I watched the, uh, there was a movie on television called The Real, the hell, The Real Story, I think it was called. Mm. Oppenheimer, The Real Story. It was phenomenal. Yeah. God, did you see it? No, I've heard good things, oh, though. They God, talked... it was good. And some people even said that it's smart to go see that before you go see the movie because you'll have appreciation for, like... Well, you don't some... have to go see it. It's on television. No, no, no. Same people are saying go watch that, the show you watched, before you go see Oppenheimer. Well, I could see that. That'd be um, a good idea. Because it really enhances the movie. I could see that to be true because th- this thing, it's called Oppenheimer, The Real Story. Mm-hmm. It's really good, except for... You know, he died very young. He was treated like dog shit by everybody. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that just actually did his job, and it was his fault when everything went. This man was brilliant. He did his job, and he was shunned by every- Well, that's what people do. Yeah. You know, that people, it's like, it's, oh, this is your fault. Oh, so the fact that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. How many people died in Japan from the bombing? <sighs> the first one was 70,000? 70, 70, that's what I thought. Yeah. Holy Christ. Mm-hmm. It was like 100, 180,000 people or something like that. <laughs> something like that. That's just like, you can't even, your brain can't even allow you to think like that, what that would be. Yeah. yeah it's true. But yeah, I think even if you've seen Oppenheimer already, I would definitely watch the real story because it is really, really good. It's an hour and twenty-five minutes long, so it just blows you blow right through. Uh, thank God, because Oppenheimer was so Three long. Hours. I can't do it. So I long. I can't. I still haven't seen John Wick Four. Because it's three yeah. hours long. Well, yeah, yeah, and at least in John Wick 4, there's some ass-kicking right. and action going right. on. Oppenheimer is just like six guys in a conference room screaming at each other on a giant screen. It's really boring. Uh, I'll just close with this because we've got to get to Bob in a second here. But Oppenheimer, I don't know how tall he was, but let's say he was six feet tall. By the end of his life, he had gone through so much stress and strain. I am not kidding you when I tell you that his legs were not even as big as your forearm. His arms were the size of a pencil, and his legs are literally were the size of your arms. They, oh, my God. He was real thin because he was, again, he did what they asked him to do. He didn't want to do it, yeah. but he did what they asked him to do. And then when the repercussions came from him, it was all his fault. Yeah. I just love human beings in that way. I That's really do. so sad. It's terrible what happened to him. But, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, watch it. It's really, really good. We got to take a break. Uh, if you get a chance, I just tune out because Sandy's up next. Yeah, right? take, go uh, <laughs> go talk with your loved ones. Yeah, you don't want to go through this, do you, <laughs> Sandy? <laughs> You'll be very appreciative of this. We'll be right back right after this on my pillows. Twenty year anniversary with over eighty million pillows sold. My pillows, of course. Mike Lindell and the My Pillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their My Pillows. Queen size my pillows regular price is 69.98 now only 19.98 and just $10 more for king size. My pillows patented fill adjust to your exact level. The individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer in the queen size my pillow for only 19.98 enter promo code TOM 
In addition to the special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillow history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. Do you know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day? Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Schatzko with MNFatLoss.com, and I know the secret. Our unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no surgery, and no hypnosis, go online to MNFatLoss.com. If you're interested in losing weight, I highly recommend the MN Fat Loss Program. I started the program earlier this year. I've lost 28 pounds. Honestly, it's been easy. I don't have to exercise. I eat delicious real food, and I'm not hungry. I recommend the program to anyone wanting to lose weight. Many patients lose 20 to 30 pounds in about a month or two. For your free private weight loss consultation, call 763-312-7600 or schedule online at mnfatloss.com. That's MN. Fatloss.com. Dr. Adam Schatzko, DC. Results may vary. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant, and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts, and get directions by voice command or single touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year, and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 723, no. Sandy, we're not even on the air and he's making noise. That wasn't me. That was you, you pain no, in the no, ass. No, I didn't touch a thing. You know what? I talked to your lovely daughter yesterday. You are so lucky. You're, you're unbelievable. How'd you run into her? Or did you just give her a ring-a-ding? No, I called her on the phone. and I, 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 she's a, She must be a lot like her mother because she's nothing like you. Yeah. Yeah, he's all me, pal. All me. It is all Sandy. No, yeah. she is a very, very smart kid. Very nice kid. 
and she is a kid to me. That's all I'm saying. She'll always be a little kid to me, though, because I've known her since she was born. She is to me, too. I understand, yeah. Sandy. Now, Sandy, we just talked about a story where these, this woman wanted, she bought tickets, and she couldn't sit with her daughter because there weren't two tickets together, and then she just decided she could sit in these two seats, and then the people who showed up for their seats got in this, it wasn't really a battle, got in a little bit of a tiff with her because she didn't want to move and said he was being a jerk. And he said, well, I paid for these seats. I don't want to sit apart from, you know, my date, all the rest of it, right? So I have a question for you. So, because his girlfriend then said it as on the way home, uh, maybe we should have just let her sit in those two seats and, and go from there. Um, I have a question for you. So during the break, I was thinking about this. So let's say you go to Murray's downtown Minneapolis. And this would never happen at Murray's because Tim and everybody else in the Murray family does a great job and have for four generations. But you go in there and you order the best steak they have on the menu. And another person comes in and sits down and sees that the best steak in the house is being delivered to your table. And then they find out that was the last one. So if they come over and go, you know what, that was the last one. I, I was going to redirect them and just have the steak for myself. Is it okay if I just have your steak and you have another one? What would be the difference? Right. It's like, no, this is my seat. This is my steak. I'm not being a pain in the ass. You know, it's not my fault these were the last two seats available. It's not my fault that there was the last steak available. Leave me alone. Yeah. So why can't we get to that point? Why, why does it have to be arguments? Well, it, the, the first instance, the woman should have gotten up. That wasn't, they were in her seat. That's exactly right, Bob. But she, uh, there, there are some people that th- thought he was a jerk because he didn't want to give his seats away to her. No. I agree, Bob. Okay, uh, the only time that that, to me, is not a big deal is on an airplane when there's still seats left. And if there's another aisle, because I, I love the aisle seat. Don't stick me in the middle between, between oh, a, God. Couple, a couple of hefties. You know? <laughs> hefties. What is wrong with you? It's really nice, Bob. Well, okay, we all have been through this. When you got your seat and there's one next to you, the middle one, for instance, mm-hmm. and here comes two-ton Tessie down the aisle where they have to, like, they can't turn sideways because they're just as round either way. Okay. Or two-ton Todd. Let's be fair. Equality yeah. here, well, Bob. T- well, guy could, Tessie could be a guy. Yes. Yeah, Tessie's not even a name. You can't even think of a T name. Are you Tessie's kidding? A Tessie's a name. Tessie? I've never heard the name Tessie in my Look life. Look it up. Oh, Tessie's a, absolutely it's a name. Yeah, you can it's technically name. name your kid anything, but I've never heard the name Tessie No, it's ever. short for Contessa or something like that. Well, I know a yeah. Tessa. I, Tessa. I have a cousin. Yeah. And Tessa, but I don't have a Tessie. Well, what the hell's the? De- Why are you even arguing this? I'm just saying, Tessie out of all de- names, it's like hey, Judy. I, his name is Jude, what? but I call him Judy. No, his name is Judy. Oh, G- oh okay, you changed his okay, name. Okay, we're talking about Chubsy Ubsies, and <laughs> oh she my God, has to divert the conversation. Calling them that or them? There is no these. People don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Chubsy Ubsy was in the Little Rascals. If you had your, if you knew your black and white history. Our movie and television history. You know who Chubsy Ubsy is. She knows her white history. I'll tell you oh, that right yeah, now. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> Let me go home. <laughs> Sounds good. See you later. But nobody wants to see that because you know if they they come sit next to you, you're going to be leaning all. And I used to think it's ridiculous. There's no Dang. way anyone should have to pay for two seats. And then I had a two seater sit next to me. <laughs> By the way, the Come on, origi- we've all been through it. The original point of this was you'd be willing to move seats with somebody if it didn't affect you on an airplane. That was, I just want us to get us back Ain't to the original. Brittany, things evolve. 
Yeah. This is evolved or devolved. Maybe it devolved. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, how about those twins? <laughs> that was a good game. I watched that game yesterday, Bob. I got lucky because it looked like they lost it in the top of the ninth, giving up a home yes. run. Down 3-2. Down 3-2. They come back at the bottom of the ninth. Two-run homer. Twins walk off. It was, uh, it was a very good game. I, I mean, you know. I don't, I, let me ask you. Were you getting, hey, maybe, what do you, maybe Dallas Keuchel, maybe we've got something if he can stay healthy and keep going and get something back from when he was a Cy Young winner. Yes, you know, eight years ago. Yeah, that would be great. Hey, look, I, I, it, was a, it was a fun game to watch. They came and went. They led, we led, they led, we led. Ended up winning with the walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth, which yeah, was Walner, very, very yeah. Cool. And Kepler before that had a home run to yep. you know, get him in a position to get those five runs. And a sweep, four-and-a-half game lead, insurmountable <laughs> for every team but the Twins. <laughs> insurmountable, Bob. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It was nice to see, though, because it looked like they were going to choke it away. Um, you know, that they've done several times this year, but, but they, they did a hell of a job, I thought. It was a good game. You know what? I, I got to tell them, I got to go back and take a look at it because it's unfair to, to do it uh, and just say it. But it, they do pretty good when Buxton's not in the lineup. No, you're absolutely right. It's time for him to go. He just has no value anymore. He's always hurt. I mean, I don't think his nickname, it's not going to be the igniter. No. It, the igniter is when he's on the bench and not playing. That's when a team gets ignited. Well, when a guy shows up and he's wearing like a head brace and he's got his left arm in a cast and his right leg in a cast and his left foot in a cast, I mean, he's like, Jesus, how could you hit? <laughs> yeah, that makes it a little tougher, maybe. And I liked him back in the day. He, one of the things I loved about him, he was a very aggressive outfielder. And I was like, too aggressive because that's yeah. why he kept getting hurt. Yeah, that's true. You're right. It's too bad because so, I always liked him. Well, but also, uh, and Dallas Keuchel is a good example. This guy was on top of the world, and then he wasn't, mm-hmm. and nobody wanted him. And they wind up signing him to a minor league contract. The Twins did, and now, you know, he pitched. I mean, it wasn't exactly a pristine outing. He did have let up eight hits in five innings. No, you know, he had no strikers, but he only had a couple of walks, but, mm-hmm. you know, and one, one earned run. But what I'm getting at is for one time he was terrific, and then he wasn't, and maybe that's Buxton. At one time, he looked like he, he could be terrific, mm-hmm. and now he doesn't. No, I'd have to agree with that, Bob. I think it's a, you know, like I said, i got to be very clear again. I was a huge fan of his. I thought he was going to be something else. I mean, the guy's really put together. He had good speed. He was very aggressive. It just unfortunately got hurt so much that maybe he can't do it anymore. Yeah. No, it, it, it's very possible. So We'll see. And now your Vikings, they pick up a guy. He was a former first-round pick, a wide receiver, Nikhil Harry with the Patriots has done nothing right since he came into the league. So he might just be another body. We'll see. I mean, they get the that guy at one point, the great Bill Belichick thought he had talent. Yeah. But he never played him. So That's it's, true. Uh, it, it, they, they're fine at wide receiver, though. The receiving end of this team is in good shape. Mm-hmm. And, but, the, you know, they got that great quarterback, Kirk Cousins, so they'll put up big regular season numbers. Did you say great quarterback? In the regular season. Yeah, that's true. In the regular season, he's really good. You know, when it counts. <clears throat> yes, right, exactly. Not in the playoffs, of course. This no. doesn't count. Though. Playoffs? 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 Even, okay, Brittany, you can do that. Who said that? Playoffs? You know what? Playoffs? What coach said that like that? Do you know? Mm-mm, no, First I just thought it was Jay. Yeah. 
What else? Hey, I'm just the last. It's not going to help her if we spell it. She won't. No, I don't. <laughs> Why are you guys asking me? But well, I didn't even know it was okay. a reference to something. I just made fun of oh, you going. Okay, I'm going to. You finished the last. J I M M O R. What? What's the next letter? What are you? Ta- what are you saying? I'm telling you the guy who said playoffs. Just that was a guy who said that. What was the next letter? Do you know? No, of I his didn't. name Jim M O R. A Jim Mora. Jim Mora. Good job. I didn't know. I didn't know. I this game was lovely. Playoffs. Playoffs. I just thought it was funny how you said it. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was. I was. Mim- I thought you knew about the mimic. I'm of. A, I was mimicking someone who said it. No. Oh, it was an NFL coach who said it. Sorry. No. How about those twins? Wait a second. I have to do the intro here, Bob. Bob Sansevier Sports is brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant, minnesotapersonalinjury.com. And now back to more spelling of names. Yeah, Jim Mora looks like a poor man's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I could see that. I could actually see, hear him saying, when I look up Jim Mora, I, I can hear him going, playoffs? Like, I can see what? his face making weird faces. Yeah. He did, though. I would bet Rudy could find it pretty quick. It it was a very funny clip that he had when, you know, somebody asked about making the playoffs. Yeah, give me one second. Playoffs? Playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like all I can think of is like a ventriloquist doll when you guys say it. That's all I see. I've never, me and Jim Mora have never crossed paths. Never? Where Mm -hmm. is he now, Bob? Is he still around? He's 61. He's not not coaching anymore. He's only 61? Yeah. What was he about? Fourteen? No, no, that's got to be a no. That's got to be an offspring. Jim Mora is uh, got to be. Oh, Jim! Uh, yeah, I just looked up Jim Mora, and it says Jim Mora, Jim L Mora. So maybe this is his kid. Could be. But like, yeah. yeah Jim Mora was born in nineteen thirty-five. The one we're talking about. Oh, doesn't that kid look like a? His kid looks like a really knockoff of yeah. Mark Wahlberg. And somebody else. This one's he, eighty-eight. Well, it's looks, that long ago he, he would have said that. He looks just like the guy that was on. Um, CSI Miami, the guy that got... Oh, wow! Doesn't he? Yes. He looks yeah. like- just like that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Uh, here you go. This is Jim Mora during this press conference. <laughs> and that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. Friggin'. In my opinion, that sucked. <laughs> What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about <laughs> Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. <laughs> Playoffs? Playoffs? He was so, you could tell, he did not like when his voice squeaked there. Playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> Are we just, what are you, playoffs? Was New Orleans, Bob? He was the, yeah, he was the coach of the team that the, when the Vikings had their big run in 1987, go to the NFC Championship game, out of nowhere, because they had a, uh, you know, they were a wild card. They beat a really good Saints team and then, crushed the 49ers first team to put joe montana on the bench right those were the days bob mm-hmm. those are the, got a big yep. game coming up thursday that nobody will play in yeah uh, no, no you won't be seeing you won't be seeing justin jefferson running on down the field no. in uh in first second third or fourth quarter no this is where the, this is where they look at guys like Nikhil harry yeah, there you go. You know who they just signed. That's where you put guys like that in. Do you guys have people and close to you that go to preseason football games? No. I'm. I. It boggles my mind that people would spend money on it. I. Right. I have. A, I have a family, like a extended family, that they all come down. Like six of them come down for a preseason game every year. 
I'm like, why don't you guys splurge and spend an extra $25 each and go to a game where actual players play right. and enjoy yourselves. You get one chance on this planet, go watch an actual real football game during a regular season. I don't get the preseason. It drives me it's nuts. It's only the price difference is that small, about like $20 per ticket, you think? It's not anything. No. It's not yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. the tickets are the same price when you buy a package. But you'll certainly get them discounted if you bought them from someone. Mm-hmm. Sure. So yeah. it, is, it would be cheaper then. But also, if you're living up north and not in the cities and it's not an opportunity to do it very often, you'd go down and do it for the experience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah just come down. during. I mean, if anything, just spend the you, – you'll never think of that extra $200 again, but you will always remember the time you saw the Vikings take on the Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium. You'll always have that memory. Don't worry about the 200 bucks. It drives well, me nuts. Good luck getting the Vikings Packer uh, ticket. Come on. They're well, not going to get one of those. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to enjoy life a little bit, yeah, you spend a little bit more money. It doesn't have to be the Packers. Would they play uh, the Chargers? Why not? You know? Or, or this. Take that money and put it toward a big screen TV, which you'll enjoy for years. <laughs> yeah. You'll always I'm have that memory of not blowing games. a bunch of money at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's what you'll have. They're, it's the best seat in the house for football is in front of your TV, not at U.S. Bank Stadium, because the, most of the people, the seats are too far away and they're little dots on the field. Yeah, pretty you much. You watch it on the big screen. I would say this, though, that uh, it's quite enjoyable when you buy a round of beers for the four of you and it's $200. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Isn't that that's so bonkers? Yeah. Four, <laughs> Jesus. Four drinks at a Timberwolves game came to $76. <laughs> four. Bargain. Four. That's so wild. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> what? No, thanks. Oh, that's just crazy. I don't understand how they, I mean, it, how do they live with themselves or sleep at night? Pretty, probably pretty good, yeah. but it's disgusting. I agree. It's been that way for a long time. Like I said, I went uh, with my son-in-law and two of his buddies about 10 years ago, and a 12-pack of Miller Lite was 120 bucks. 12-pack. 10 bucks a piece. It's like uh, 100. What, are they, what, what would a 12-pack be in a store now? About 15 bucks, something like that? I don't even think for Miller Lite it's that much. Yeah, it's not I even think, that much. I think it's like, I think it's like $11.99 for a 12-pack. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the markup's in- insane. I bought a Pabst Blue ten, Ribbon though. one time in uh, in Apple Valley, and the guy goes, "That'll be six fifty. I was like, "For a Pabst?" I was like, "I can I can buy a case for like another fifty cents." Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Um, and I'd like that twenty five dollar pretzel, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> now wait a minute. Let's not run pretzels into the ground. Well, even just a water uh, is about six bucks, yeah, right? I mean, is. you can't get out of there alive. You're screwed. Well, it, it, now it's been a few years since I've gone, but the only place to get a pretzel at a sporting event would have been Williams Arena because at when it was right. at the dome. I mean, these pretzels were from the previous year. They were brutal. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Sandy, I got to ask you, I think you were around then. Minnesota Twins games back in the day at Met Stadium. Were you around there? I was not here for Met Stadium. Oh, you weren't. No. Okay, so. I came in 84. There was a man who wore a, you remember Brock umbrellas? The umbrella that you put on like a hat that. Uh, I remember the hat. I didn't know they were called that. No, Lou Brock invented them. Oh, those were his. Yeah. That's right. I've seen photos yeah. of that. Brock umbrella. And this guy always wore a Brock umbrella. Uh, Brock umbrella, excuse me. He's a, a black man in America today. He's about probably six one, six two. Pretty, pretty big guy, and he'd wear the Brock umbrella and he'd go around and go, "This beer, this beer that you're gonna buy, 
is the best beer in this stadium. I know other people are selling the same kind of beer, but this is the best of that. He would just do this big sales pitch. It was he wonderful. It, right? Like It was wonderful. I loved it. But I can't so did he name. precede Wally, the beer yes. man? Or was he yes, after? He did. Okay, no, he, he did. Before. All right. Yep. And I loved Wally, the beer man, too. Didn't he run for political office or something later on? Wally, the beer man, did run for something or did something. Oh, he, he, well, he did get into horses for a while. Got into or thoroughbreds, where, oh. he, yep, where he owned those. He apparently, I mean, the guy had a pretty good job. I think he sold drugs. Oh, not <laughs> yeah. on a street corner. No, he was a pharmaceutical <laughs> rep. Yeah. Well, that really threw me off because yeah. he sells beer a very specific way. So when you said, I think he sells drugs uh-huh. very casually, nice. I thought, oh, we're kind of putting this guy on blast right now. Great guy. Wally no, no, man. not at all. Well, not a blast, but he, I think he was a pharmaceutical <laughs> rep. Yeah. He was, yes. He and was. he sold at those. Do I remember those winter concerts? He would sell little bells, Christmas bells. Yes, indeed. Oh, wow. Cute. Oh, it was fun. God, it was so much fun to go to Twins games, Viking games back in those days. I think when they threw the whiskey bottle and hit the ref in the face was the last time we had fun. Yeah, that was the last time he also had fun. <laughs> yeah. Can't taste it. Armin Terzian. Armin Terzian, yep. That's exactly who it was. You know, no how place. is it that we come up with things like that, but... So what'd you have for lunch? Because <laughs> huh? it matters, Bob, because it matters. That's yeah, exactly why. Exactly. No, but it was great to watch the Twins yesterday. Twins, uh, like I said, they were led. They didn't. They led. They didn't. They end up winning the game. Walk off uh, two-run homer. It was fun to watch that game. It really was. I, I enjoyed it. Well, then I got Detroit coming up now, right? Yep. And, you know, you, enjoy it while it lasts because you'll know they're going to have a slide coming up too. No, Bob. You don't have to piss all over my dream. I thought they'd no, win the rest no. of you their game. Maybe they, you know what, Tom? It's possible. What do you got, about 50 it's left? Got about, impossible. about 50 games left, right? Well, they're, yeah, they're, well, the record now is uh, they're 59 and 54. So if they did win the rest of the games, they're, they're over 100 wins. See? Well, way over. If they won the rest of their games, never lost another game in the next six weeks. Now we're talking. Yeah. Or seven weeks, I guess it would be. Wouldn't that be nice? I would love it. I'm telling you. Worked for me. But uh, And yeah. he's still losing the first round of the playoffs. Ixnay Abbe. Round of Schnay. All right. Sorry about that. That's I, all I, have just, to say. I don't know what got into me. All right. So what else you got, Bob? We got about three uh, minutes left. So we got the Twins. We got the Vikings. Uh, any other sports that anyone gives a rat's ass about? Well, I, you know what? We need to mention that uh, uh, the women's national yeah. soccer team, the women who want to be paid just like the men, uh, and one of the big, uh, one of the um, biggest proponents of making equal pay was it Megan Rapino? Is that her name? Rapino. This yep. is the big penalty kick. <clears throat> um, was and then you know they're out. They lost to Sweden, and I've seen a lot of stories today or a lot of things on social media. Remember the time they played a 15 and under boys team and lost five to two? <laughs> See, that's the problem with getting paid the equal money. I mean, Whoa. you got to beat the 15 year olds. Well, I suppose, and that was true. a while. That was like six years ago. But still, Bob, yeah. is it a requirement that the leader of the soccer a women's soccer team has to have purple hair? Uh, she likes to stand out. But all three of There's the last no three had it. purple hair, didn't they? Oh, I I don't really. I only watch. I only see her because she seems to be the darling of the media, yeah. and her photo yeah. is the one you see more than anyone. Yeah, that's true. That's too bad. So I mean, she's very much. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't have a big problem with her, but I think there is, and I think it's her that does it. She bullies teammates into kneeling during the national anthem. 
That's not a good God. thing. You know what? what? An asshole. Let people do what they want to I'm do. I'm glad yeah. you lost now, lady. Don't bully people. At the national anthem. Why don't you go live somewhere else? See how wonderful that is. I'm getting really tired of that. I got to be honest with you. I'm not saying America is the greatest of all time, or it's, although I think it is. But why don't you get your head out of it? Look what happened. You had this magnificent go, yeah. career, right? Yeah. I don't get it. Go have a chat with Brittany Griner. Ask her what she yeah. thinks of yeah, being right? stuck in another <laughs> yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go live in shit holy. You see how you like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, these women, they want to have, and it's fine. Good for you if you can get it, the equal pay. But if you, the real test for them is how many endorsements are they getting? They should be able to make up any money. If you're a good, truly a great player, yeah. you'll get yep. endorsements. That's true. Yeah, they talk about how, like, some mascots make more than, a, you know, like the star of the WNBA. And I'm like, well, yeah, because the mascot brings in money. They yeah. send them out to car lots. They send them out to do autographs. You know, if you really want to, like, find a, a great, like, the epitome of how this, all this, like, women's sports and you know, how it's all a bunch of BS with everybody getting equal pay, watch the last Bill Burr special because he breaks hey, it down. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't really care. These women, over the years, they've done much better. The men's team is making too much money. They suck. I agree. So the women's team, yes, you want to get money, but, you know, it's – it, it can't, everything cannot be, I don't even want to go down this road, yeah, but no, everything can't be equal. I, I, I the thought, market will yes. pay what the market will pay. Absolutely. You know, when people were like, we got to have a women's team and they need to make the same amount. It was like, well, then the stands should be filled with women. You guys wanted this. We gave it to you. I believe the WNBA has not ever come ahead every season. I think they lose money every single they year. They do, yeah. So obviously you're not going to be able to make that same amount of money. Well. And I don't know, even in their heyday when they were winning all the titles, the, the WNBA, the local team, the Lynx, they would fill the lower bowl and not even open the upper deck. Yeah. Right? So I don't know if it's still like that, or it's, but it's, it was like that for a while. The, the only women's team that I can recall here that was filling uh, an arena was the, uh, the Lindsey Whalen Final Four team. They right. were phenomenal. Uh, yeah, they People were. really got into that, and they came yep. out and, uh, and packed Williams Arena. And that was a great team to watch, and it was a terrific, you know, it was a lot of, it was really a lot of fun to watch that group and that team. And Lindsey Whalen got screwed, of course, by the U. She did. I agree. And, and they're, I mean, uh, to me, their athletic director needs a little bit of a re review because I don't think he's exactly been knocking them out of the park with the decisions he's made. When's the last time we had a good one? Seriously. A good athletic director? Yeah. They've Paul Giel. Everyone loved Paul Giel. Yeah, Paul Giel. How long ago was that? About 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then you had the one that was playing patty cake. Oh, yeah. You know, they, uh, and so they've, yeah, they've, had a, they've had a rough go of that's things. So I can't remember the guy, but he was a raging prick. He was the athletic director. And that's back in the days I used to go have a cigar once in a while. So I joined the cigar club. And he went to the uh, yeah. to the management and tried to get me removed from the roster. Ooh. No. Oh, yeah. I said, okay, there, yeah. Why? Because you were smoking I, too many stogies? No, because I criticized what, what, what him. What did he go with? I, he, I criticized him so he couldn't get, you know, Ooh. take a little criticism. If you're going to be a public figure, you're going to have to take criticism. That's just how it is. It's the way it goes, right? Yeah. All right, Sandy, get the hell well, off it, the show. All right. No, I was, I was going to try to guess <laughs> who it was, but we'll... Uh, well, say, go ahead. It guess, wasn't... I, um, was it Joel Maturi? No, it was not Joel Maturi. He was always very was nice. Was it Mark Deanhart? 
Might, that might have been him. No, not Dean Hart. Not McCoy. Norwood Teague is the guy who was playing Fatty Cake. That is the guy. Rick Bay? There, no, it's Norwood, Norwood Teague. Teague. That yep. guy? Yep, it was him. Oh, he was as arrogant as they could. Oh, God, was he arrogant. Unbelievable. No, actually, the last two guys you mentioned, they were very, very pleasant. Even when I criticized the teams, they were pleasant. I mean, they didn't like it, but they were still pleasant about it. Joel was actually a very decent guy. Yeah, he was. I agree. No, he's got the stadium named after him, doesn't he? Maturi uh, Sports Center or whatever. There's, yeah, there's something there. They named something after all these guys. Well, that's Dean Hart nice. went on to be the president at St. Thomas. <laughs> well, they do. And you know what? Kudos to you because you were still alive when they did it. Yeah, that's true. You know what that's I mean? Very, no, that, you know, you haven't, you haven't kicked off. Good point, uh, And Sid Hartman, while well, he was alive, he had his uh, – he had his the, the Sid Hartman press box. Now they might have put the word memorial in. I don't know. All right, Sam anyway, here. Get the hell I off the show. Much. We'll see you later. I'm gone. <laughs> Even see over that party time. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Sansevier Sports, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. It's one thing about Sandy. I've known him now for about 35 years. Yeah. I, he, his hearing must be horrendous. He talks over people more than anybody I have ever worked with. He's like a train. You can't stop him when he's got like <laughs> a go. thought that he needs to convey. He's he's gonna keep going. Well, don't get me wrong. I love Sandy. I and love Sandy. Well, I love his family more than I do him. His family's got a wonderful family. He's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. No, we love Sandy. We shall take a break. Be right back. Continue the show right after this. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years. And I completely trust Saber to keep my house comfortable. And Tatiana's a much better person than Steve. Let me just point that out. You heard me. Agreed. Why? Saber does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Saber because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they uh, fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Saber is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, and at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank, too. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they have taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SabreHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take Personal Care Dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite, to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite-flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite-flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. What if I don't want to talk to Kristen Burt? What then? Well, then I will because I want to talk to her real bad. It's all about you. What's the scoop, Britt? I'm just wondering how T-Swift is doing over in your hood. She's doing great. I, you know, obviously, I'm not at the concert, but I've had so much fun watching all of my friends' clips, what they're wearing. Um, The concert looks amazing because SoFi Stadium is state-of-the-art, and that is why they are filming something something for the for future use whether it's a documentary whether it's a concert whether it's a combination of both but we've seen those cameras like going across the sky and uh the drones overhead so she's cooking up something good uh did you guys see the uh the dollar figure she's brought in so far in the first eight months of the year not brought in for herself but overall the money that's been spent she didn't get she got i don't know how much but overall whether it's merchandise or tickets or all these different like hotels accommodations all of that well the restaurants around there yeah what what is the number looking at five billion yeah (laughs) five billion Uh, dollars that's why she gave away that 55 million dollar bonus to her (laughs) her crew i I did the math the other day and no joke taylor swift has taken up like seven percent of my income this year there you go between the concert tickets yeah this weekend a taylor swift sweatshirt shows up at my house and i'm like what is this my daughter goes i ordered it i was like did we not have this conversation she's like i wanted it i'm i have to text kinley and see which one she got to see if we're twinsies because that would make my life yeah everybody wants the blue like quarter zip yeah i didn't get quarter zip i like i have enough of that style i wanted something that like because that one doesn't really even have taylor swift on it so i got like a super obnoxious one with her face on it and then like taylor swift eras tours on the sleeve like i would you were super obnoxious exactly i've never heard of that before (laughs) like the quarter zip is not my jam i wanted to scream taylor swift I love that though. I mean, this it's it's exciting to see an artist really succeed on this level because this is to me honestly like a once in a lifetime yeah, situation. Um someone who really has hit the zeitgeist but hits every single generation. I've loved watching like Channing Tatum brought his daughter and he was all decked out in his, you know, Taylor Swift like he had the bracelets, he had the glitter. Seeing the celebrities like all being like, you know, the Taylor dad bringing their kids to the concert is really cute. It's an experience that every generation can kind of share together. Nobody's worried about the content of the show. Like, is this going to be too adult for my six-year-old? What is my 16-year-old going to see? It's a real communal experience. 
Sure seems to be. I'll tell you, $5 billion in, in total, total, total revenue. Mm-hmm. What That's other artists amazing. could do that right now? Nobody right now. No, no way. Um, I, you know, it, it's one of the, I was trying to think if I ever owned a Beatle t-shirt when I was a teenager. I don't think I ever did. Which is a shame. It is too bad. I don't know if they had that kind of merch. Well, they probably had it, but not at the level it's at today. Yeah, I wonder. It's... Like, that would have been what, crazy to hold on to that, which would have been so cool. Yeah, it would be, have some age on it now, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, no, God bless her. She works her ass off. She te- I, it appears that she's very pleasant to everybody, right? Except maybe Kanye and Kim. <laughs> well, I don't blame her for that. Right? Okay. We are okay with that. Um, but I, I do think it's, it's rather interesting, too, that um, we're also having a summer of Barbie. So this really feels like a female empowerment summer. Um, and it's really fun for me, at least, to watch because that's in the, you know that movie crossed a billion dollars over the weekend, and it just feels like yeah, like hey Barbie, and <laughs> that also was sort of crossed into the zeitgeist as well. Like people greet each other. I went to an event. I worked all weekend long for um, uh, Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful, and literally all the reporters were like, "Hi Barbie, hi Ken," <laughs> and I, I was like, "It's amazing that a movie can do that." You know what amazes me, actually? And everybody lives their own life. They've had their own experiences, all the rest of it. But female empowerment to me is like, what are you talking about? Because my, my, but I'm, no, no, that's not it. My whole life, women has, have always been in control of my life, which I have no problem with whatsoever. See, so for me, it's a different experience. Not everybody is involved in this bullshit that some people are involved in. Uh, whether it was my grandmothers, my mother, my sisters, my wife, my daughter. She loves to push people around, by the way. By people, I mean me. You know what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, female empowerment. Just get the hell out. Why does everybody just shut the hell up and get out of each other's way and we'll all live our lives? What's wrong with that? Well, a lot of places, I've worked plenty of jobs where as a female, you had no voice. And really? The most, yeah. The craziest thing is, and I, I've mentioned this company before, they don't exist, so it really doesn't matter. But I was an entertainment editor at a women's health um, site. We covered every scope of, of women's health, anything you can possibly imagine. The entire board was white men over the age of 60 on the board of directors. All of the executives, except for one, were male. And honestly, like trying to get an idea, a message, um, a story mm-hmm. across was almost impossible if you were female. The men ruled that place. It was a horrible place to work. It's so weird that that whole... First of all, if you're a real man, why the hell would you do that to somebody else? I don't know. The CEO was was atrocious, too. So um, he just would like... He he was a bean counter. <laughs> he wanted an answer as if she would know how, exactly how what was the size and look of his penis, Kristen. Oh my gosh, he was so obsessed with like team building, and then oh, yeah. he'd be like, yeah. "It's National Tequila Day," so we would serve everyone tequila and be like, "Go out and enjoy the roads as you drive home," and like people would drive wasted. And I'm like, "What is going on?" Yeah, doesn't that blow your mind? You're like, "Uh, listen." It was a real frat like bro place to work and it was really unpleasant um i and listen and they sent me to haiti listen i'm dishing the dirt they sent me to haiti um we did a documentary which was fabulous the note we i got uh, honestly it was some of the best work of my career i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna pat myself on the back Mm -hmm. because tough subject matter all of the kids had lost their parents in the 2010 earthquake really hard to compartmentalize the note that came back to me was 
you should have been wearing more um, more makeup and your hair didn't look great. I'm in 100 <laughs> degrees. I love that. Can you imagine? They're like, you didn't look like you should have been wearing more stuff like. Um, oh, God. Oh, who? Jeff Probst on Survivor. I'm like, he has hair and makeup. I had yeah. no hair and makeup. And, you know, like I did the best I could. I reapplied the best I could. But it was 100% humidity. It was over 100 degrees. Give me a break. I'm like, look at the content of work, not the color of my mm -hmm. lipstick. I have a question for you. Like, did your hair look like it does today? Uh, it was probably, oftentimes it was pulled back like in a tight bun oh, or a tight okay. ponytail. Right. So it really didn't, you know, I didn't have like the big like hair that I normally would. The reason and, I'm asking you that is at six o'clock in the morning in Los Angeles, your hair looks wonderful. Thank so you. what I are they talking that. about? I don't know. And I was like, you go out there and like. Yeah. Do I mean, and these stories yep. were traumatic. Like when I came back, it took about a month to process like everything I heard and saw. I was a mess just because it finally hit me. I was like, oh, I, I there was a lot of trauma that I witnessed while I was there. I'm, I don't know. I was so frustrated. And I was like, I'm not going to sit there and, and let this get to me because these are opinions that really don't matter. Yeah, that's insane. That, if those are the notes that come back on that and it's that's insane. I'm sorry that happened to you. Is he getting yeah. better? It, the CEO? No, I'm talking about the way women are treated in the workplace generally. Um, I, I think I make better choices of who I surround yeah, myself with. Yeah. And um, if I feel like a situation is really going to be messy, I extricate myself from that situation. It's not worth the money or the hassle. Peace of mind, it, and I think most people would agree with this, peace of mind is priceless. It is indeed. I'll just picture it in my mind. Okay, so you'll take the four of us, and then Catherine would walk in, and I'd say, listen, you got to do this, and her response would be, okay, dear, whatever you say. Can yeah. you even picture that? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> uh, Kristen, real quick, what was the name of the documentary that you did in Haiti? Well, it was it. We did it. Never got published. They never wound up using it. We got hours and hours and hours of footage, and then they hated it all. Hmm. And I will tell you, it's some of the best work of my career. They hated uh, so it. So I all. have clips of it, but I don't. It was never published. Brittany, how come you dropped off the screen? You hiding? No, I think. Oh, this computer. I think the Wi-Fi went crazy. You're a disaster. I'm. Uh, okay, Tom. I'll get back on. No, whatever you say. I'm sorry that happened to you, Kristen. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, well, you know what? They went under. So, um, <laughs> the CEO spent too much money getting making sure that he had Dodger um, season tickets at in the suite on the suite level, of course, and million dollar Christmas parties instead of taking care of the company. So, but I happily got laid off a year before it all happened and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Isn't that funny when that happens, something like that happens and you go, oh, it's devastating. And then you look back and you go, oh, I'm so glad somebody mm -hmm. forced my hand to get out of something like that. I cried for about a day and I was Well, like, when you came on this show? Moving on. Uh, this was, well, I was working on the show with you guys already. Really? Not in this show, but I was on the, yeah, I was on the family at that point. I'm still just I trying to picture in my mind that what that world is all about because i first of all when you're like three times bigger than any woman why would you want to exert control over that you're obviously physically and i don't understand why would you want to treat people like that i don't get it i i do think it's someone who has no self-esteem yeah and yeah. then is in a position of power can then make other people try and feel little and my boss 
she was lovely. Um, she was the only female executive there. I mean, she was regularly crying. And I was like, this is so bad. So yeah. bad. Mm. So it's just one of those situations where um, I don't think they would have survived the Me Too era anyway. Yeah. They went under right before Me Too. And <laughs> <laughs> and I think for them, they were really lucky because they probably would have had a few lawsuits. Yeah, probably <laughs> true. I, I, just, uh, you know, the... Maybe that's one thing that people need to look at is we all live such different lives. And it just was never, ever the life that I lived that women were treated like crap. It just, I, I'm sure it was going on. And maybe I, you know, well, the one time I did almost kill a guy down in front of the Fauché Tower, he pulled up a woman's dress while they were going through the, you know, the uh, revolving door, pulled her dress up over her waist. It's like, so I had to mention to him while I had him pinned up against the building that I might have to kill him. Yeah. Because I pictured, of course, I put my wife, my daughter, my mother, my sisters in that position. Oh, that would not have been good. Yeah. And you know what happened? She was going to a, it was like a uh, bachelorette party, I guess, where they would still, I, what are they called now? Is they, are they still called that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All eight of the women came out of the building and gave me a hug and said, thank you. Oh, Isn't that sweet? Nice. It was very, that very sweet. sweet. But I just, see, that's the whole thing. By treating children and women and, you know, you're just proving to the world that you have a very small penis. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that is exactly true. it. It's true. You're <laughs> yep. a pain in the ass and a coward that you have to treat people like that. No question. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing, I am so grateful. My parents raised a very strong daughter. No, really? <laughs> yeah, shocking. Um, and I don't lack for self-esteem. My, my parents no. raised two very confident kids, mm -hmm. me and my brother. Um, but it is one of those things I am very grateful for because I, if it had been a different situation or I had a different set of parents, yeah. I, I would have really I mean I struggled enough just because I was like god this is so crazy um but it was one of those things that I knew my self-worth was not defined by this person yeah. or this company because I also knew the work that I was putting out for them was really strong and good so is it an environmental thing because I cannot picture one of my friend's mothers that was a weak woman they were all very strong people and ran the household and but does it, I mean, doesn't that kind of lean into the point that they had to be so strong? In that neighborhood they did, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, in, in, in general, I think it's funny because I don't think anybody's conveying that people, women are weak because they have to deal with things like this. It's almost like they have to be stronger to deal with every, all the things that, that they just shouldn't have to deal with. Like, we shouldn't have to constantly be so strong you know it's like why can't but we just... everybody does now everybody is being preyed upon being treated like crap yeah. the world right now is the worst i've ever seen it it really is i mean i was involved in world war ii so that was before <laughs> i was born that probably was a lot worse but no people treat each other like dirt now and it, it really annoys me it's technology. It's it technology. Is your, there's no question. The shift in society. Because yep. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough where I've had no technology and have had technology and right. been able to kind of witness that shift. I'm one of – my generation, I think, is the one that probably saw the major shift, um, not the one that's like, oh, I was born and there was already an iPad in my lap. So knowing what life was before and after, it's really kind of astonishing. Yeah, there's no question about it, because it's not real. That's the big thing. People have got to understand, hopping on that computer, that's not the real world. No. They think it is, 
but it's not. No. It's, and people are getting to be bigger and bigger pains in the ass because of it. I, don't, I, I really wish they'd calm down. You know, you got the yeah. world right in front of you there on your laptop or whatever. Stop abusing that privilege. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's true. Everybody's gotten very, very aggressive because they can get a, oh, this prick, I'll, I'll type something in. Right. Ooh, aren't you a tough guy? Whatever. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.